0: Welcome to Tell Hour, an hour's worth of rock and good time in about 15 minutes with your buddies Tim, Tregg, and Ryan. We're three old guys that are a testament to the fact that rock and roll keeps you young. In each Rocktel Hour, we bring you our favorite stories behind the greatest rock and roll tunes of all time and other interesting musings about the music and the rockers who inspire us. Rocktel Hour is an affiliate of Amazon.com. If you're going to buy stuff at Amazon anyway, it would be cool if you would first click on the Amazon link on our Rocktail Hour homepage or the affiliates page, and Amazon will kick a few bucks back to Rocktail Hour to help fund the free podcast. In today's podcast, Treg is going to tell us the story behind Carry On Wayward Son by Kansas.
1: Thanks. This is another one of those that's a little bit overdue, I think. Yeah, totally. uh, This song was requested by listeners Nick and Paul, and I think we've even talked about Doing Kansas yeah. for a long time. We need to do Kansas. Incidentally, uh if, if there are other other groups that aren't represented, uh we'd appreciate it if some listeners would write in and let us know. Definitely. Yeah. Appreciate and tell us why. So i all you know like to know. Tell us what's what song or band you want to hear and why.
0: That's a great point. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and if it's really lame Ryan will do it. I will. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Kansas is an American progressive rock band from Topeka, Kansas. That's why they're named Kansas. Because really? they came from Kansas. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Topeka. <laughs> they play a mix of American style boogie rock and complex symphonic arrangements with changing time signatures. And this, uh, this band was. And they're awesome. They are awesome. Uh, they were heavily influenced by the work of British groups like Yes and Genesis. Yes. Yes. What so, be Genesis.
0: Bad. Oh, yes. Yes. Genesis. Yeah.
1: Rolling Stone described Kansas's music as a prosaic blend of vaguely arty, highly accessible light rock. Kansas was at the forefront of the art, pop, or arena rock movement that saw the shift of rock music from intimate club settings to huge arena shows, separating the the performance from the audience, and and, and this style of music also featured pyrotechnics, light shows, and outlandish costumes. They were right on the cusp of that movement to these big, elaborate shows. The music also evolved from intricate, muted textures of the original art rockers to hook laden, melodramatic songs with high pitched vocals. What year was the song come out? Nineteen seventy-six. Oh, I didn't mention that. Yeah, this is from Kansas's nineteen seventy six album, Left Overture, and this is their fourth album. So what you just described was bands like
0: Journey, uh where you have yeah, sort of mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the Arena Rock. Mm-hmm.
0: Arena rock with a high pitched frontman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I had a, I had a friend years ago that said, you know, I I love Journey, I love Kansas, but I I can never stand when the guys sound like a girl, which I vehemently disagreed with, right? Because mm-hmm. I think Kansas and and Journey are just incredible. Oh yeah, but, yeah. Apparently, that style wasn't for everybody.
1: <laughs> oh, I liked it. Uh, Left Overture and and Carry On Wayward Son in particular is typical of this mid-1970s art pop. Left Overture was a major breakthrough for the band. It hit number five on Billboard's uh, pop album chart, and it eventually certified five times platinum in 2001. Kansas recorded the album at Studio in the Country in Bogalusa, Louisiana. The Studio in the Country was so named because, as Carrie Livgren described on In the Studio with Redbeard, he said, it was in the middle of a swamp. We'd walk out of the studio, and there would be gators in front of the studio. Mosquitoes the size of B-52s, and at times armadillos would run into the control room laughing. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fun. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> fun place to record an album, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, Carry On Wayward Son is the first song on the album, and it was written by Kansas guitarist and, and vocalist Carrie Livgren. In 1977, the song peaked at number 11 on the Billboard Singles Chart, becoming their first top 40 hit. And the song is number 96 on VH1's 100 Greatest Hard Rock Songs. Oh, number I, 91? 96. 96? Yeah. I, I'm a little surprised at that. I don't consider it really hard rock, but, well, you know. Yeah, what list
0: was that again? Uh, VH1's. VH1's 100 oh, Greatest Hard Well, is r- it on Rolling
1: Stone? I didn't find it on Rolling Stone.
0: Mm.
1: Allmusic.com called Carry On Wayward Son the greatest single Kansas ever cut, a song that manages to be pompous, Powerful, ridiculous, and catchy all at once. I thought that was a great description. Mm -hmm. Rolling Stone said, Undoubtedly, their finest album, Left Overture, warrants Kansas a spot right alongside Boston and Styx as one of the fresh new American bands who combine hard-driving group instrumentation with a dearth of flashy solos with short, tight melody lines and pleasant singing. Each song on side one of Left Overture is strong, especially the opener, Carry On Wayward Son, which is blessed with a tough melody line and strong vocals by Rob Steinhardt. I went to see Kansas in 1983.
0: Technically, they put on a pretty good concert. It, did they sound good live? Yeah, they did. What, they yeah. sounded really good live, but it was it was kind of weird, Um, you know we've talked about this before about the bands trying to transition themselves and reinvent themselves in the 80s and so you have this great 70s band singing the great arena rock type music and um we went to see them up at you know Weber State where they play basketball oh the D Event Center yeah the D Event Center which is huge and it doesn't really lend itself to um i don't think acoustically to to any kind any band that plays in there in fact i saw ringo Starr there um but I saw Kansas there and they came out dressed like Loverboy you know with the headbands <laughs> and and how the sleeves of the arms were rolled up or whatever and that's literally what they look like and I was really th- taken aback cuz I expected these long-haired rockers to yeah. come out and they did they had their short hair and they looked like Loverboy and wow. they sort of put on this show that looked you know intrinsically 80s while they were trying to sing all this great 70s music and It was a little disappointing. That's funny. You know, know, I kind of walked away feeling like it was a little let down. But, you know, as I think about it, you know, years later, musically, they were great. It was just such an
1: odd atmosphere for them. Yeah. They've had a lot of different lineups over the years. And uh, I I saw them in, uh, I think, the 2000s. Mm. And and they still rocked. They they didn't look like that. They looked like 70s rockers when I saw them. Yeah. Well, this somebody, somebody, some manager gave them some bad advice. Well, it would look silly to look like 80s rockers now anyway. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's interesting that that, uh, Kerry Livgren brought this song to the group as they were getting ready to record the album. And they had agreed by this point that they weren't going to bring in any new material, that they already had enough material to fill up the album. But uh, about two days before they went in to record, he came up with this song. And he went into the group and, and said, uh, you know, I know we've already decided we've got enough material, but listen to this. And they immediately knew it was going to be a hit. And so they recorded it and put it right number one, released it as a single. And of course it did. It yeah. launched them in a big way. And Kerry Livgren, who wrote it, he said, uh, I, I don't know why it was so successful. I really don't have any idea. I guess it was just the right time. So it just seemed to capture maybe the mood at the time that it was released. Yeah. Huh. Well, let's talk a little bit about the meaning of the song. Like a number of Livgren's early songs, Carry On, Wayward Son explores themes of spiritual yearning and discovery. According to Livgren, the song was not written to express anything specifically religious, although it certainly expresses spiritual searching and other ideas. Livgren said, My goal was inaccessible, but I felt a profound urge to carry on and continue the search. I saw myself as the wayward son, alienated from the ultimate reality and yet striving to know it or him. The positive note at the end, which the line is, now your life's no longer empty, surely heaven waits for you, seemed strange and premature, but I felt impelled to include it in the lyrics. It proved to be prophetic. Livgren became an evangelical Christian in 1980 and has said that his songwriting to that point was all about searching. Hmm. So I think he cool. said that he found what he was, that he seems to have found what he was looking for. That's a U2 song. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, right
0: so does he now think that his songs are of the devil <laughs> of <Double? laughs> the devil of the devil sort of a Kathy Bates from Waterboy moment there <laughs> rock and roll is of the devil
1: this song can also be seen as a sequel or a continuation of the last song on Kansas's previous album Mask as stated in the last verse of The Pinnacle off of Mask I stood where no man goes Above the din, I rose, life is amusing, though we are losing, drowned in tears of awe. And then the first line of Carry On Wayward Son after the intro is, Once I rose above the noise and confusion. So a lot of people think that this is a continuation of uh, the previous song. Is
0: that
1: true or is
0: it just speculation?
1: Hmm. I mean, you read theories all over the internet and you don't know what's true or not. Sure. Despite the spirituality of the lyrics, the arrangement is heavily rooted in boogie rock, with heavy guitar riffs and a ripping guitar solo. I never heard the term boogie rock before either. Oh, you haven't? Oh, Oh. yeah, boogie rock. ZZ Top is boogie rock. Oh, really? Yeah, Mm, that makes sense. Probably the typical example of boogie rock. Southern rock. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I don't know if it helps. That was an excellent (laughs) reenactment of ZZ (laughs) Top. (laughs) Just so you know. Okay,
0: what song was that? They all sound the same. Starting off. (laughs) Oh. We're sorry to all of the ZZ Top fans for Ryan's mockery.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done ZZ Top actually, yet. I've recently... That's got to, got right. to we have ZZ Top. never no. done ZZ Top. I've actually yeah. recently come to like ZZ Top more than I ever have because I watched a live concert on TV. They had yeah. those guys can still they rock will. it. I saw, it yeah. I saw them last they summer. I saw them last summer. They were and fantastic. I forget sometimes they sang songs of like, oh, I didn't even know that yeah. was ZZ Top.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're fantastic. the The hard thing about doing a ZZ Top song is they're
1: all just. Filthy,
0: <laughs> yes. Every one of them has. It's like ACD. sexual it's like ACDC. <laughs> Oh my gosh!
1: Come on, you can do tush. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. They don't do Girls Got Rhythm, do they? That was at you AC, probably DC. do Sharp
0: Dressed Man. Yeah. There you go. You know what? Le- or
1: just got paid today.
0: You know what? Look Range is about. Yeah, that's the one I was trying to think of. Chicken yeah. Ranch, right?
1: Yeah. What? Best what? little Ch- whorehouse in Texas. Yeah. 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 That's
0: one of their songs. Well, LaGrange. yeah, LaGrange. Oh, okay. And that's ha ha ha. <laughs> that <laughs> was excellent. <Yeah. laughs> I try to do that. I can't do that. Yeah. That was fantastic. So, yeah, it's about them
1: visiting the chicken ranch. Huh. I, I don't know if it helps to try and break down each phrase of the lyrics. Livergren has said in general that it's just a song about searching. And I'm not sure that you can read too much more into the specific lines. As I was researching this, I I saw so many different theories on the Internet uh, where people have interpreted the song as referring to abolitionist John Brown, Hamlet, the TV show Supernatural. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. An LSD trip, the legend of Icarus, a serial killer, Vietnam, and an adolescent
0: teenager. Well, which is the album cover that Kansas has that has John Brown on the front of it?
1: Oh, I don't know. It may be this album. I have to look and see. But I think th- this song could mean all of those things. I, it probably wasn't the original intent of Kerry Livgren when he wrote it, but this is one song that provides the theme and the mood of searching for meaning beyond ourselves, which almost everyone can relate to and, and to find their own meaning. And that's why I don't think it's worthwhile to try and break down all the lyrics, because it, it's, it's one of those songs that just has a theme of searching. Right, yeah. Well, thank you, Treg. You can listen to
0: a clip from Carry On Wayward Son on iTunes by clicking on the album link on the Rocktail Hour website. Please email us at dudes at rocktailhour.com if you think we got it all wrong, if you have an interesting Rocktail Hour of your own, or if you have a recommendation of a song that would be a good subject for a Rocktail Hour. If you think we're lame, well, please keep that to yourself. Please follow us on Facebook and Twitter and rate us on iTunes. And until the next Rocktail Hour, rock on.